this week in the parish of bourses and market structure. Banks win a LIBOR case. Six's SDX has been approved. IBKR goes towards crypto with Paxos. And the New York Stock Exchange have greenlit a new green segment. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast number 112. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure. All the analysis of the week's many events and happenings can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. Interactive brokers were in the wars this week. They issued a statement about their patent trial verdict. They have to pay trading technologies $6.6 million in a fine for what was originally a 12-patent suit, reduced to two patents when 10 proved invalid in the case where trading technologies had sued in 2010. And now, anyway, the patents have expired, so therefore, interactive brokers have very little additional cost involved. B3, Brazil, Bursa, Balsao. Fitch have assigned them a first-time BB rating, rating the senior unsecured BB EXP. B3's revenues, as we know, related to trading, post-trading and clearing activities on the listed segment for equities and derivatives comprise some 69.3% of the total revenues during the first half of 2021. Meanwhile, there's a bit of a worry, a multi-zillion dollar Cruzado Cruzeiro lawsuit, that takes us back, doesn't it, all relating to 22 years old legal action with the central bank and the original BMNF and Bovespa. Interesting to see how that lines up in terms of what B3 might have to pay. Wasteful spending. That's what ASX are being accused of. No, no, we don't mean digital asset. We simply mean Millions of worthless letters every year being sent, resulting in staggering waste as different communications are duplicated, triplicated, quadruplicated to the shareholders on the ASX. Over in Hong Kong, they're planning to limit the retail investor access to their SPAC products. While there's been a lot of chatter on the wires about the new Beijing bourse for SMEs, it's seen, according to China Daily, as an elixir for capital market reform. At the same time, other parties noting that they think that the new Beijing bourse faces a tough road ahead, despite President Xi's blessing. Linking the Chinese mainland with the Hong Kong SIR, trade web markets and China foreign exchange trading system were delighted this week to expand their trading channel. Essentially, the southbound leg of Bond Connect has been increased. At the same time, in Guangdong, they've unveiled a blueprint to double the number of listed companies by 2025 as China's richest province eyes the capital market to retain the edge. As part of the drive, they're aiming to increase by one-third the number of companies trading on the technology-heavy Star and Chinext boards. 
Back to Brazil's B3, they're planning a diversity social-linked bond in the near future as they underpin their ongoing corporate sustainability policies and indeed their corporate sustainability index known as B3ISE. Brexit seems to have, well, maintained its position in the headlines in the United Kingdom newspapers to some degree, even though it happened many months ago. But of course, the ramifications are still playing out. Brexit won't turn the UK financial sector into a wild west, said the Minister for Financial Services. Britain will be making judicious changes to financial rules following Brexit to compete better with New York and Singapore, but will not become a wild west that harms its global reputation, according to Reuters. No results this week, but it was a busy week for new markets in the parish. All the details were in Exchange Invest Daily. The newsletter no person can afford to be without in capital markets and market structure. For the sake of this podcast, let's look at some edited highlights. The Swiss Exchange 6, they have finally received regulatory clearance for their digital asset bourse, SDX. Given the tens of millions spent via a multiplicity of management teams, I suspect the feeling inside 6 is one of wholehearted relief after what has been a troubled birth of their digital asset exchange. Will the launch now blow away the previous problems, or is the difficulty going to prove architectural and not merely operational? The New York Stock Exchange and Intrinsic Exchange Group, they're partnering to launch a new asset class to power a sustainable future. The natural asset company NACs are going to be a new investment vehicle intended to tap into ESG fever. There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. Deal news this week, it wasn't too busy a week, but nonetheless, Coinbase, they announced they had a proposed private offering of $1.5 billion of senior notes for general corporate purposes, including product development and potential mergers and acquisitions. They subsequently found there was so much interest in the debt that they've upsized and priced the $2 billion note offering subsequently for the same purposes. Elsewhere, six, the Swiss exchange, they successfully completed the placement of their first Swiss franc bond at a coupon of 0.2%. MSCI, they completed the acquisition of Real Capital Analytics and the pre-IPO marketplace Forge Global is going public in a rather staggering $2 billion SPAC deal. That's going to be backed by Motive Capital, which is sponsored by Motive Partners, a private equity firm specializing in financial technology. The CEO of the SPAC is none other than former digital asset CEO Blythe Masters. If you're pondering your future, don't forget, buy yourself a copy of Victory or Death, Blockchain Cryptocurrency in the Fintech World. Some reading, whether you're locked down, not locked down, or just waiting for one of your interminable number of COVID tests that you need in order to manage to get anywhere in the world these days. 
Well, we all know COVID-19 is a killer, but can it kill your career? Rather, that's the impact of fintech potentially destroying your business. It's a victory or death world of risk and opportunity. Speaking of the risk and opportunities of victory or death, the IPO vid live stream returned this week. You can catch it on youtube.com. Just search for IPO-vid. And it was an Ask Me Anything with myself, Patrick L. Young, discussing precisely this book, Victory or Death. That will continue on Tuesday when we also have an excellent guest in the figure of Steve Hamilton, interest rate guru at the Ice House in London, where we'll actually be going to record the show with Intercontinental Exchange. In Cryptoland this week, the Coinbase dummy spit was a major piece of entertainment as it rallied against the SEC's prescription about the Coinbase lending product. The SEC has told us it wants to sue us over lend. We don't know why, was a blog post by Paul Graval, the chief legal officer of Coinbase. A fundamental misunderstanding seems to have emerged of the Gensler genius. Just because you don't follow doesn't mean you aren't being sued, and the court of public opinion matters zero iota to Gary Gensler. As that Coinbase rant exposed the exchange's crucial need to expand revenue, we heard that Coinbase is also applying to trade crypto futures in a derivatives push, pushing it, of course, in the United States of America into the arms of a whole different regulator, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, CFTC. On the macro, Ray Dalio says if Bitcoin is really successful, regulators will kill it. Over in Hong Kong, they don't seem to be killing it right now. In fact, Hong Kong landlords are open to leasing to crypto exchanges on a much broader basis, following regulatory clarity by the Securities and Futures Commission of Hong Kong to regulate digital asset exchanges in the special administrative region. Albeit, of course, some of the most expensive office space ever leased in Hong Kong was taken by BitMEX at record levels three years back. Binance, according to the South China Morning Post, they're battling regulatory headwinds as the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange seeks financial legitimacy. Which brings us to this week's Believe It or Not question. How do you feel about the statement, Binance is rebuilding the exchange into a licensed financial institution with centralized headquarters as it attempts to improve ties with regulators? Answers on a postcard or via email are welcome. Product news this week, still in China. China's Shanghai Energy Exchange is looking to launch freight index futures this year. Excellent timing, methinks, given the vast rises in container costs ex-China during the COVID era. For example, boxed ship charter rates hit an unprecedented $200,000 a day last week, according to Splash News 24-7. A LIBOR judge has rejected the halting of the use of benchmarks in a win for banks. Blob zero, banks one, benchmarking status, hashtag it's complicated. The move towards T plus one clearing, that has left the market divided in India. SEBI facing a mixture of responses from different market operators. And back to Bitcoin once again, what else? Eurex, the Deutsche Börse-owned derivatives platform, has debuted Bitcoin futures trading in Europe. Exchange Invest is the daily must-read by the most influential figures operating the world's best markets. We invite you to join the exclusive group of Boris bosses and other C-suite executives who make Exchange Invest the exchange of information, their daily business intelligence guide to markets the world over. 
Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. Technology news this week. Ion Markets, the Dublin-based financial vendor, have acquired Claris Financial Technology, a SaaS analytics data provider for derivatives. No terms were disclosed. Yield Broker Down Under, they're partnering with IHS Market to bring investor access, the product, to Australia. And finally this week in technology, Sport Trade, they're leveraging Nasdaq's surveillance technology to bolster the market integrity of their sports betting platform. An expansion for Nasdaq in the gambling technology market, where they've had several clients over the course of recent years, including most conspicuously that leviathan of the Special Administrative Region of China, the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome wherever you find this podcast. Just one snippet of regulatory news. The UK financial watchdog, the FCA, are seeking stronger powers to cancel licences. Essentially, UK licence permission. Use it or lose it. Career news this week. Barbara Roth is joining Deutsche Börse as head of group audit, which is, quite worryingly, the most exciting news release we've seen from Deutsche Börse for months. That tells us all we need to know about how the company has been conservatively positioned compared to its rather more dynamic previous PR approaches. Commissioner Dan M. Berkowitz, he has announced his intent to depart the CFTC. That leaves the CFTC, at least briefly, with only one Republican and one Democrat, in place of the usual five-person panel. The White House have, at the same time, decided to nominate Roston Benham as the incoming CFTC chairman, having also looked at a series of different Democrats to be added to the roster of CFTC commissioners. Speaking of CFTC commissioners, the former CFTC member Brian Quintence has joined Andreessen Horowitz, the private equity venture capital firm, as a crypto advisor, while Binance US announced Brian Schroeder, a former Ant Group and Uber executive, as their new president. This is ahead of what some say is an IPO push, and what others say is simply an attempt to try and clean out the Aegean stables of Binance's somewhat confusing and indeed broadly regulatory-free status, despite being, apparently, the world's largest crypto exchange. And that leaves us in the realm of big world, and a heartening piece of news this week. The news that Britney Spears' father is petitioning the court to end the pop star's conservatorship came via a Wall Street Journal news alert this week, and it reminded me of the joy of seeing at least a chink of political consensus from the United States of America where both sides of the aisle in the Senate, Chuck Schumer and Ted Cruz, have joined to promote the liberation of Miss Spears. On that tiny scintilla of hope that we can manage to see some element of political bipartisanship and progress from the United States of America, well, that seems to me, ladies and gentlemen, like a perfect, mysterious and magnificent note on which to offer you the exhortation, as always. Have a great week in blockchain, life and markets. 
Thanks for joining me, Patrick L. Young, for this, the 112th episode of the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast. Catch up daily in the Exchange Invest newsletter and on Tuesday evenings, 6 p.m. UK time for the IPO vid live stream. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our programme, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.